You are now in tune to a 726 Studio production. Yo, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. Today is now February 27th, but essentially it's March because it's the best month. So it's always March. And with March comes Women's Month. And on that topic, we will get into different things that women go through, especially that of the mental side of it. And today I'm joined by Miss Sadie Ketzal to talk about it all. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Josh. It's an honor to be here today. Um, we're going to discuss various topics. As you mentioned, mental health is an issue postpartum and also sanitary products for women. First and foremost, introduce yourself to us. Who are you? What do you do? And all of that. Okay, sure. So my name is Sadie Kitzbau. I graduated with a master's degree at Minchon University with a master's of international relations and diplomacy with a focus on politics and gender. I started my consultancy firm, which is named On Paper Consultancy. The aim is to promote gender equity in Belize by creating policies and opportunities for both men and women. I have had the pleasure of meeting different organizations in Belize that have expertise in regards to mental health, postpartum, and sanitary products. So that certain topics we should not stray about, stray from. Yes. So with all of that said, where do we begin? It's my podcast, but essentially you're like the host today because you know what you're talking about more than I do. So I think we're going to talk about mental health. Now, mental health, we need to acknowledge that it happens between men and women, right? And we need to stop classifying them as crazy. If we see a situation, we, we say, oh, what's wrong with her? What's wrong with him? Or maybe he, he, has, he has drugs or maybe he's drunk. Now, mental health is an issue that happens between men and women. Now, having a mental health issue could happen at any time. And this is what we need to take in mind that it could happen today, tomorrow to anyone. Now, mental health issue is could be of various reasons. For example, tend to believe they have depression, which is caused by, we could, we could refer to a case in Belize, right? It's um, loss of life. A lot of mothers, a lot of daughters, who's a family relative. But how do you how do you cope with that? The loss of life by a murder. It's it's shocking to the family and easy because of that issue, it it could create a mental health issue. So mental health doesn't mean you're born with it. It means that it could happen to anyone. Now the problem in Belize is that we don't focus as much attention to it. Um, I know the Ministry of Health last two weeks had a workshop with the police officers to educate them when a mental health patient is having has a episode, how to deal with them. We have various cases in Belize. For example, we have the case of when um, this man was in an episode and the police officer shot him in Belize City. We also have the recent episode of this woman in San Pedro who was chained to her death because of having a mental health issue. This means that both men and women are 
capable of having this. In regards to all of that, I feel like our biggest problem in Belize is a lack of knowledge on the topic. Correct. And at the same time, a lack of resources and what's not to actually combat this problem. Because if I'm not mistaken, like, do we have facilities that help people with these problems? Now, we have a facility here in Lawapan known as Pump Center. Now, this Pump Center is for very chronic mental health patients. I had the honor to volunteer there. Now, it's a very unique environment. When you go there, they ask you not to take any money, any change, but just to color with them. They, we just nothing and color with them. So they, they are put into this box, but they're also humans at the end of the day. So there is facilities in Belize. But like I said, it it, hap- it could happen on the split of a second, the blink of an eye. And I think education plays a role on how we manage it. So if you know of a family relative who has mental health issues, get help. So now the police officers are getting trained. You could call their, the 911 and say, hey, we're having this issue and they should respond to it. Interesting enough, because, well, I don't really want to comment on police, but a lot of times people are trained to do certain things, but they go into that workshop, into that whatever they go to learn, and then they come out. Yeah, they remember it for a little while, and then when they're placed in the situation, it's like they didn't learn anything about it. Well, it's sad to say when you're given a situation, sometimes you don't know how to react, but as frontline workers. I think they're also humans, so we shouldn't forget them. But I think educating is one step, but also applying it and just have like test runs. For example, let's do a workshop. It's not just about education, but also have uh, have a scenario. They have this woman attacking um, a police officer, but she has a mental health disorder. So how would you deal with that? But we also urge the police officers to Take responsibility. It's the family of someone. It could be your cousin. It could be your brother. Just remember, at the end of the day, it's someone's family. They're not crazy. They just have a mental health issue. Yeah, that's that's the biggest part because, like you did say in the beginning, labeling them as crazy, that has been and still is the number one description we give to these people. And, like, I think growing up, well, I think almost everyone can attest to this. Growing up in Belize, we only look at mental health problems and like seeking help for it as something that oh, only rich people have to worry about. Everyone else, you know, you have to be tough. You have to handle whatever life throws at you, which is true is to true. an extent because, you know, you have to face some trials and tribulations, but we tend to look at it as, okay, everything you have to just mm-hmm. battle through everything rather than trying to men problems we just try to barrel through the wall and keep it going also to add to that it also goes back to our culture culture has a lot to do with when it comes to mental health issues if we go into religion you're like maybe you're possessed but now we're looking at that it is something that could happen to anyone well like you said the culture right and i think at this point with mm-hmm. our culture yeah while having the training for the police is good I feel like, well, I've graduated from high school, man, almost 10 years now, man, feel old. 
But anyways, um, <laughs> like in our schools, not one day did I ever learn about anything mental health related. And I feel like that's where the, okay. like the basis of our, pro- the base of our problem is really where we need to start educating from a young age. Mm-hmm. Try, try a way to add it into our curriculum. I don't know what's happening. I don't know at all. So I'm just speaking. I think it would be a great initiative to, to collaborate with the Ministry of Education to see this is a mental health issue from primary school level up to secondary level. But I know, um, I don't know if you, when I was going to high school, they gave us life skills classes. I don't know if you had that class. Yeah, I had, but I don't know. I feel like right? while, while we learned about it, it, it didn't mm-hmm. feel it like as much. Yeah, that's it right there. Okay, um, I, I I think I could relate to that, and I think when an episode happens, education is key, but also what to do is another thing. And I I had this experience with my mom, and um, she had the sudden death of my uncle, and like like you said, they have to like power through. I have never seen her so sad or so depressed. So she said, I can't go no more. I need to see the doctor. So this is the other thing. If you are feeling depressed, you cannot do it alone. Seek help. It doesn't matter how tough you are. Seek help. No one should judge you on what you're feeling. And I think even in your home, when the kids are having anger issues, these anger issues relate to something. Something is bothering them. When they're hyperactive, um, learn to observe your child and say, hey, are you feeling okay? Talk to me. If, or just trying these simple tasks, like if you don't want to talk to me, write it down. Why are you feeling this way? But communicate with them and say, you're not alone in this. Maybe it's head, maybe your father has an anger issue that's passed on. But the thing is that you're not alone, so we need to emphasize that to the women and to the men, to the kids and teenagers. You're not alone in a mental health issue. It, it could happen to anyone. Yeah. Um, I just want to put the statistics out since we're getting the facts out. Um, Pahot did a research in Belize in 2019. Okay. They found out that men, 943 men, had an alcohol use disorder. Now, when it comes to the women, they faced a headache this than 94 women at that. A what disorder? No, how do headache? a headache disorder? Okay. A head, yes, headache disorder. When you have a headache, what do you do, Josh? Me? I, I try to just rest. Okay, rest. So that's that's the most you do. Or if it's like really just extreme, rest. like really bad, like maybe take a painkiller or something. Okay, so we rely on the painkillers, but also when you're when you're having a headache or stress, they, they always encourage to exercise, right? To move your body functions to get that working, and then you could relax. Now, okay. if you look at the men and the women in Belize, they women experience different things compared to men. Men, um, I well, on my personal view, I haven't seen a lot of women alcoholic. Have you compared to men? Um, no. Very little to none. Right? So, okay, very little to none. Now, when men can have um, this way of of managing the day, so-called managing their headache by drinking. Now, a woman doesn't drink compared to, the, to men, right? We could say that. Well, we have seen that around our community. We don't. So, they, that's why they, their number is very high. Also, they're the care- caregivers of their home. 
imagine you're, and I feel very um, sad for, imagine like a mother having a disorder and still has to get up, go to work, providing for their family and still putting a strong face, a smile on her face, but she's hurting inside. Another thing is this depressive disorders, anxiety disorders. Now, when it comes to the men, self-harm and suicide was higher compared to women. Now, I found this very strange because I, I have, I don't know, suicides are not often reported in the least, so that's why we don't know what the ratio is. But I found it very interesting that men have a higher chances of self-harming and suicide compared to women. What is your take about this? Um, Honestly, I guess it's based on the fact that as a male, you're supposed to be tough and strong. And so okay. while, while a lot of males do take the route of consuming alcohol, I feel like women are more likely to talk it out or try to seek help to an extent. Meanwhile, a man is probably just going to be, keep it all bottled up for the most part. And then, you know, as usual, whenever something is bottled up for too long, when you explode, it's something very extreme. And so I guess it gets to a point where some men feel like, okay, I've gotten to a point where there is no way I can cope with this. The alcohol isn't helping anymore. The alcohol doesn't make a difference. Um, and then they're like, you know what? They don't see another option because being vulnerable and talking about it is not an option to them in their eyes. And so they're like, okay, well, we're out of options. And well, if you're out of options, most of the time, whenever you're doing anything in life, if you're out of options, you, you put an end to it, like a project or business, mm -hmm. whatever. And in this case, their lives. So that's just um, what I well, think that's about really it. Good point. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a really good point. And then also like maybe when you, when men talk with men, they don't talk about these mental health issues and like, why you're weak, boy, that's often up, but it does happen. And Be this is where culture also plays a role. To be honest, like with myself, I have a bunch of friends. Like I have a couple of male friends that I can speak about these things to. But more often okay. than not, they're, they're not dismissive of it. They're just more like, how to say, they don't place that. Like they're more like, oh, don't worry about it. It'll be, it'll be okay. But in mm -hmm. those moments, you're not looking to hear that. While it may be true to an extent, you're not like, because it's very dismissive of what you're going through. Even though it's not their intention, it's just the way we've been brought up to be like, no, don't worry about it. When in reality, you, you just want to feel out what's happening. But the avenue to do so with your, with your fellow males is not really there. And I think also, I think with the women, you could talk to a friend, right? You have, I think they have this very strong bond and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. And she's like, okay, they're very, I think they will be more understanding compared to women. Now, how do we move on from this? Um, if you have someone with a mental health issue, there is a hotline in Belize that you can call. And I could share the number with you. It will be 1-800-664-2773. So this hotline is for a mental health issues. If you're having stigma or if you need help on where 
to take your family or relative, you go to call 0-800-664-2273. And it's a free hotline. So even if you don't have credit, you can still call. Okay. That's the first I've heard of this. This is news to me. Um, I'll get okay. the I'll get the number from you after, and I'll put it in the description of this episode. So whoever needs it, it's right there. Yeah, and I it's it's okay to ask for help. Everyone, at some point or somewhere, it's okay to ask for help and to acknowledge yourself that you are suffering a mental health issue. Yes, and I I see okay. that especially to to all the other males out there is very important. Like, I didn't know it until I had to go through a situation where I had to seek help, but it really makes a difference at the end of the day. That is true. So that's your mind, the public, that if you know someone who's going through, be of assistance, speak to them, just be a good listener. Sometimes they just want to be heard. Yeah. So like you were saying earlier, women are the caregivers of a family and in order to be a caregiver you have to be a mother and in order to be a mother you have to go through pregnancy and all of that and with pregnancy comes a lot of things during it not that i would ever know but a lot of things happen (laughs) and at the end it doesn't get that much better right away either and with that we're talking about postpartum depression postpartum depression is something that is not really talked about as much and so what is postpartum? Now, they call it the baby blues. It's afterbirth, which commonly includes mood swings, crying spells, anxieties, and difficulty sleeping. Now, I'm not a mother, so I haven't experienced this postpartum. But I have seen my friends have had children, and they say it's the most horrible thing they could ever experience. Remember, you're carrying a child within you. When that child, you have to create that connection with the newborn. Some mothers have a harder time to con- to to have this connection with their child. Therefore, they have anxieties to who oh, I want to love my baby, for example, but I can't because I have this postpartum depression. I got in communication with the Ministry of Health and say, hey, so is this issue being promoted or how are you doing it? And they said that um, they do have a survey that when the mother has, finish delivering the baby and she's going home, they give them the survey, which is to identify if this postpartum depression exists. It usually begins the first to three days after delivery, and it may last up for two weeks. As a new mother, we could say that there are a lot of single mothers and a lot of teens who are giving birth, right? And if you're experiencing this, there is treatment, but it comes at a gradual pace. Do your research. There's also, you could go to the hospital. They also have a ward where you go and you tell them you need to see a psychiatrist. It's an emotional and physical issue that you need to seek help. It's an issue that hasn't been spoken about. Have you heard about postpartum depression in the Um, Not yeah. really. I, I think mm-hmm. I've heard about it maybe barely, but like nothing that really caught my attention to really figure out more about it up until prior to our discussion. Right. It's something not talked about. And I think the mothers go in silence towards it. They experience a lot of change within their body and they're like, oh, it's just something added towards it. But 
there are ways how you can fix postpartum. The first way of treating this recovery of postpartum is psychological. But sometimes it is expensive to talk to us. And they don't have the resources or they don't have the time, right? So yeah. I think it would be recommended to the government of Belize to like create that at some point, right? Or a free, a toll-free number just for the women to call and say, hey, I'm experiencing this. How do I move forward? Yeah. And um, you could get antidepressants from from the doctor. But the important issue is that postpartum depression. Just a thought, right? I think our reason why mm-hmm. a lot of mothers go through it here in Belize and it isn't it isn't handled the right way is comes right back to the same problem with mental health in general is that there's a stigma right. around it and then you know you do not because of that stigma you do not confront it you do not want to seek help for it so once again in regards to this you have to re- remove the stigma because at the same time a lot of mothers they need to realize that you know what they're not the only ones that are going through it most mothers go through it to a certain extent maybe some more severe than others but at the end of the day you're not the only one you're not an outlier there isn't anything wrong with you so they just need to be reminded of that fact and when you realize that you're not the only one then you can you know start to seek these options what i also saw was on top of all of that is to be be kind of realistic with your expectations don't have this extreme expectation especially when it comes to bonding with a child that okay because you had them growing inside of you for nine months or whatever amount of time it was um don't feel like okay automatically you're going to have this connection right away because right it's not always like that so you just have to give yourself time yeah and i think it it depends on each woman experience different things but let's not forget that it's okay to seek help the goal of this conversation is to encourage to seek help it's okay not to be okay yes always well i hope you're not in that not okay always right but yeah Also, don't, so, and that's a big part, like don't isolate yourself because correct. whenever you isolate yourself, things just get worse and worse, especially in those type of situations. Yeah. And I think we have seen like, I don't know if you remember, I think this happened when I was young. Um, they had this mother who drowned herself and her kids like at the entrance of Belize City. Ah, yeah. Did you remember this kid? Right? Yeah, that's so a while. Yeah, some everyone, years back. Yeah, some ears back. They shocked everyone, but we didn't know what led her to this. And there's speculation that she had a mental health issue, and we don't want your family relative, your sister, your cousin to experience this. So speak to them. Be the voice for them when they can. Yeah. Make yourself available to them. Let them know that there's always someone there that they can reach out to. Because a lot of mm-hmm. times we don't reach out to people because we don't know if they're available or not. So especially right. when you know someone is like, because we're talking about postpartum, if you know someone is pregnant prior to, if you're close to them or whatever, let them know, you know, when the time comes, if you ever need anything, whether that's like help with the baby or to talk to, I'm here for you. 
and stuff like that. Because that true. at the end of the day, we need each other as much as some of us might think, okay, I can do this all by myself, which is a lie. At some point in time in our lives, we need people. We need help. So last but not least, into our final topic of the day, well, final pointer of the day is that of period poverty. It's been something I started with my consultancy firm and also just there are different ways on how to empower women. And I think period poverty has been under the table and it's been amazing doing the research and finding out that period poverty is real in Belize. And the amount of taxes it's added onto. The campaign is entitled Don't Tax My Femininity. I think these products should be affordable for women. Um, it's something that we have no control um, of. It's, it's our biological need to have these products available and accessible. So throughout the campaign, there have been different stories of women that say that they do struggle when buying these products. And amazingly, it's taxed at 35.5%. Um, the aim of the campaign is to have these taxes removed, which will help the women to buy quality products at the store. Now, I want to ask you a question, Josh. Do you, do you have sisters or cousins? Do you, buy, do you go buy their pads for them when they request you to? Um, well, I have a sister, but fortunately for myself, growing up, my family had a store. So Okay. It was always right there, so she would just get them herself. Okay. Have you had the experience of anyone asking you to buy it for them? I think, well, to be honest, because I lived in Belmont for a bit, I think I maybe went to buy them once or twice, but it was like mm-hmm. a very, okay, let's get this and get out type of type Right. Of like, like you're robbing a bank or something. It's like, oh my God, what am I buying? It's like, oh, please don't look at me. And then you feel like all eyes are on you. Yeah, like you feel like now they know what I'm here to buy. And it makes mm-hmm. no sense because like you said, it's something that happens naturally. And at the same time, it's not even for me. So why am I worried? <laughs> That's true, but I think this culture, like they always make it like a big secret of menstruating or like you would, or when, when a girl is like, yeah, yeah, your period, like, why not also? Like, so these things that they don't know that when a, when a woman is menstruating or when the girls are menstruating, it creates a different ambience within their bodies. But apart from all of this, this has to be taxed on something that they need to have in order for their clothes to remain unstained. Now, while doing my research on this, um, I found out that the I guess age rate population is between the ages of 10 to 14, which account for 25,789 girls in Belize. Now, why is this important? These girls in Belize are not working, but are menstruating. So they had to depend on their parents to provide this. Now, what if a mother has three daughters or four daughters? How does she manage this? And I'll tell you an important like a key fact. I don't know if you knew this, but when when you live in a home or when you work with a group of women, their peers are synced. So what does this mean? That this week A will have it, the next week B will have it, and the next week C will have it. I have experienced it myself, like okay. it was like a domino effect. Boom, boom, boom. And when it comes to a family, 
for example, my family, we have four girls. It happened like first my sister, then it was my other sister, then my other sister, then me. So my mom was like, oh, I need to go. And I, I, I would say we're, we're decent, right? We, we were well off. Uh, and my mom was like, okay, here you go. Um, go get the one, choose the one you have. But as years have passed by, when I returned back, and they are almost at $15 for a pack. What? Which is ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> if you want to pay for the good guy, yeah, you at least have to pay $15 first. Well, well, okay. And these things are, maybe the cheapest one is at 125 but they're thin, they don't stick well. So that's why you have to go for the more expensive ones. But I'm like, imagine $15. And this is just one pack. You know, you know, basically, oh, you know, you're basically seven years, three, four days. And then when you are maturing, you leave day at night. So obviously at night, you need to have the night ones, which are more expensive. So making it accessible to these girls who are not working, they're going to school, especially another angle is to disabled women, right? And they don't have the choice to go pick their product. They depend on their caregiver to give it to them, right? Uh, already, a disability is a, a big expense. So imagine adding to that. Now, um, while doing the research, they're like, Miss, guess what? Sometimes I just go get the three months injection, which I'm going me life as well as. And I have my period three more, uh, now four, but I've had it. But these are the level they're going to not so have that expense when it comes to having their period. Which what, is like, what are the side effects of getting that injection? Exactly. So what are the side effects? Well, there's a lot of side effects when it comes to these injections. So it depends on which one they use, which I didn't go into detail with them because I, they, they were just showing you their story. But there, um, there are different side effects, right? There's infertility because if you use this injection constantly, your body is not maybe producing that much eggs or, or what then you gain weight, you create mood swings. There are different side effects, but it's amazing how a woman that I had a conversation with rather goes this route than just buying a pad for the month. It brings back into perspective that these products are not available to women at an affordable price that they need to look at different ways on how to stop it. Another question I asked for my research was, do they import this product from other country, right? Being from Guatemala, Mexico. And amazingly, 50% of them said yes. One, because it's cheap and good quality. And second, they could buy in bulk. So I'm a young lady said, Miss, why do um, I tell my auntie when she is in uh, one barrel, make it put some pack of in this because and that one gave me for a certain time. And then whenever she sent an experiment, she could send me some more. And the other thing is that we should also look at the expiring date. These things expire. Really? Yes, they do. And at the store, you may not look at it, but they're selling you expired goods. So I encourage women, when you go buy these things, check the expiring if it has one, if it doesn't have one, just odd. Just look into the fine print. It does have an expiring date. Now, um, pads always have to be bought, or is there a way to get them for free? Now, um, uh, when it comes to the pads, condoms are given for free in the hospital, but pads are not. So, unless 
there is some group from the United States who are who is giving back to the community. They said pamphlets, that's the only way you get for free. But um, we're moving into the era of green, going green. So pads are not only a consideration, but we have tampons, we have menstrual cups, menstrual sponges. We also have like underwear pads. Or we also have the ones that women who don't have the finance or who want to go green. It depends on everyone, right? A reusable pad. Now, this is also a means of doing it. And I, like I said, everyone does it the way they could afford it. They feel comfortable in it. But the goal is that if we want free, I'm requesting for it to be done at an elementary level, um, the upper division, and the high school level. Because these kids, these girls need it. And no little girl should miss school because of having her period and not being able to buy a pad. You know, um, when you mentioned in school, I think it was what, in standard six? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what for other people, eighth grade per se. But anyways, right. um, mm-hmm. so I, I remember there was this one girl that because, you know, the classes are set in different rows, but mm-hmm. we're both at the back. If I'm not mistaken, I think I remember a day there was like blood drops underneath her chair. Okay. But at that time, I didn't know anything about this. I had no mm-hmm. knowledge whatsoever. But as males in the class, our initial response is disgust because we're like, uh, what is this? <laughs> like, why, like, why is your blood on the floor? Right. Yeah, it's, it's the lack of culture and the lack of education, right? It's crazy how you're at the and you don't know how a female body works. We don't know how a female body works, but trust me, we know a lot of other exactly. extreme okay. stuff. That is true. And bleeding depends on individual of each person right they could have heavy bleeders you could have normal bleeders but the point is that what you experience and i don't know how old are you but it's still happening you know imagine this taboo of like why she did why she messed up her clothes so she got to buy a pad then like she didn't know but on right this is not her fault this is not yeah. her fault it's not her fault that her body experiences things different. Um, I was going to high school and one of my friends had an incident and she went to the clothing and textile um, department and she said, Miss, I have, I, I, I messed up my clothes, please wash it. And they're like, so I rec- I commend those schools that give the opportunity to girls to wash their uniform and iron it and then go back to the classroom. It's like sometimes these girls need to ask for like, oh, um, can I borrow your sweater just to cover it up? And it's, it's, let's emphasize it's not their fault. It's just something that their body goes through. And men need to understand. Boys need to understand. Yes, you might know how fit well kind of thing. But at the end of the day, you need to know the basics. You have a sister, you have a mommy, you have a auntie, what children will experience this. Like what else? When it comes to, to kind of divert a little bit from that, when it comes to like the accessibility of these pads and what's that, I remember watching this movie based on a true story. I don't know if you've watched it before, Padman. I haven't. 
but let me write it down so I do watch it. Okay, so Padman, Padman yeah, Padman is based on a story of an Indian guy. Okay. And so Indians are usually very traditional. So in the movie, it showed that when the when a woman has her period, when it's that time of the month, even if she's married, she will leave the room and mm-hmm. usually sleep outside, sort of like like an outside setup, mm-hmm. because well, a man is not supposed to have to interact with that, and also <laughs> due to the lack of like the lack of accessibility to pads. They would use like clots for it. Clots, that is true. So the um husband, he set out on a like, he kind of pushed through that barrier of not having like not interacting with his wife during that time. He did, which was seen as something bad because it's not accepted in the culture. And he got to the point where he figured out a way. He tried to get tried to make a pad out of something. It didn't work. It just made his wife become embarrassed because it it made her clothes get stained in public and what's not and it got to a point where he figured out a cheap way how to make pads okay and then he went because he he figured out a way to make a a little machine a whole setup get the resources natural resources on how to make it and what's not and then eventually he went through different small communities throughout the country made these machines, sold it to women. Women would make the pads to sell to other women for a very reasonable price. And so that, that kind of made a little change in the culture. Yeah, so um, like it, it goes back to culture. I have heard of, of men putting women in a different room or at that time not having the woman cook for them. So it's very sad. Um, we could put to the extent that sometimes women are used like to produce babies and to be the house, the, the woman who nurture, take care of the household, but they also go through some things as menstruation, which is you can't be pregnant each year. <laughs> it has, they, they must experience it. Yeah, but, you can't um, have one without the other. Right. And, um, the goal of the campaign is to educate. The women and the men to please be understanding about the issue, right? And if your cousin, uh, they or somebody sending to go buy the shop, take initiative, go and buy it, and then you will see how ridiculously expensive it is. Um, like I said, the aim of the campaign is to tax my femininity. We're requesting the government to remove these taxes in the month of March, which is Women's Month. Like you rightly said in the beginning, the title is Embrace Equity. We need to empower women to end period poverty. There are different ways of how we could empower them by creating opportunities for them, creating jobs. But a basic thing that no matter your race or where you live, who you work for, will tell a part to you from everybody equally experienced. Yeah, so it's just, um, I, it was great to have a conversation with you. I don't know if you want to add something else. Um, not, not necessarily. I, le- I learned a couple things from this episode, like the, what is it, the cost of a pad right now, because that, that's crazy. 
Um, next time, I, next time I go go just buy anything, I'll take a little walk down the aisle and, and look yeah. at the prices just just because. Yeah, just and it isn't the way how you how you know what's going on, right? Yeah, just just get you will see a whole shelf, right? A whole section. There's different types, but remember, look at the date, look at the the type, the size. Also, there are different sizes which women need to know that there are different sizes. Know your size. Yeah, so it's educating the women, having these taxes removed to make it affordable to them. And I think this conversation that we had today is to also empower women, but also the community know that we're just two young youths that we we want to help in the development of beliefs and having your podcast give us this avenue of doing it. Yes. You spoke on mental health issues, on postpartum depression, on taxation and pads or access or accessibility to pads and I want to encourage to anyone who listens if you know someone who's doing a research of mental health of postpartum of sanitary products get involved and maybe send a message to Josh and get involved and say hey this is what am I doing this is what an update when it comes to Belize share your research because these are facts that some of the Belizean community do not know and like also also to the men, we need to be, you know, a little bit more in the women's corner. Mm-hmm. Say, because like, based off some stats I found online, right? Mm-hmm. Belize has a little bit more, 0.6% more females and males in the country. But at the same time, the vast majority of our representatives in the House of Representatives are men with, what, 27 out of 31 seats being occupied by men. So... While like stuff like the pads and everything, we might look at as, oh, that's a woman's problem. At the same time, we are the ones in the position to help make a change. Yeah, and it's just two youth coming from Taiwan who want to see a change in yes. Belize, right? We, we got our education. We know that Belize has great potential. It's just a conversation that we both had, that we read a little bit online. We talked to different people, but it's just two youth getting a voice and having these issues put on the table. Yes, because at the end of the day, all you need is to light one match to start the fire. So, yeah. So we leave you. Well, I leave you with this as Women Month is approaching. It's March first to the thirty first. Do something. It doesn't have to be grand, but Appreciate the women next to you. Show them that you do care. Also to the men. Women. Men and women have equal rights. So to men, learn about your spouse, learn about your daughter, learn about your mother, and just just have a conversation with them. Say, how are you experienced? Like, how are you feeling? How can I help as your partner or as your father or as your brother, right? Just, just show initiative. Yeah, make yourselves uh, a, make yourselves available. Yeah, and and remember, we uh, we're not experts, but we want you out there to also do the research the same as us, and help where you can, being it female or male, help where you can. Well, Sadie, thank you for your time. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you for even suggesting that we have this conversation. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. But before you go, you said you have your consultancy in business and what's not. So 
feel free to once again drop the name, how they can contact you. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. So on paper consultancy now is like a non-governmental organization. It's to create policies for women and men in Belize, but also to give a voice where it's needed. And you can contact me to on paper consultancy no space no capital letter at gmail.com. And if you have an issue in your community that you would like for me to assist you with, I will be more than happy to do so. And or if you want to contribute towards the campaign. I am all ears, so don't 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 forget on paper consultancy at gmail.com. You can reach out to me and let's see how we can make Belize great or even greater. <laughs> and well, if you didn't catch that, I will put it in the description as well, so you can find that there. You can also find us the, um, the mental health and suicide, right? Yeah. The hotline, hotline. It will also be in the description. Yeah, and it was great talking to you. Like it, I hope the audience get a, a more of an idea of some issues that are not spoken about as much. And let's help one another to make our community better. Thank you for having me, Josh. Thank you for being here. And with that said, I will catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. Yeah.